it's been a long time it's been a couple months now but holy spirit has put it in me and i've been writing and i just want to share this first topic with you guys um and if you're new or if you've never heard my podcast or you don't even know me that's totally fine um i welcome you um and i'm grateful that you stopped by i hope that you can take something good from this but um let's begin so today's topic is why christianity we all know there's so many different kinds of, and ways of life and, and ideas and and all sorts of things out there that you can choose to to believe and follow so why christianity why am i so passionate about christianity what is it about christianity um that is the way many believe as i once did that christianity was a religion i mean I'm sure like many of us, you went to church a few times as a youngin, and even if you haven't, at one point, you've heard the ideas, quote unquote, behind being Christian, such as, if you do so-and-so, you'll go to hell. Basically, fear-based teachings essentially making you feel unqualified, or in other words, unable to meet God's standards, and we all we all know how that feels, that, that deep gut feeling of why like i i did this uh, therefore i can't go before god i'm not going to even be worthy about this quote-unquote christian god that that they're talking about so why why are people so crazy about it if you know you don't even feel accepted but i'm here to tell you look that way of thinking um isn't even your fault many churches have gone about teaching the love of god in a fear-based aggressive way which is not what god calls us to do um justfully so in those times you probably grew resentment towards god and the son jesus jesus christ well i'm here to spill the beans man i'm here to tell you something great here to remind you i mean if you've never heard but i'm here to tell you something amazing if you don't know first god knows you always has and always will nothing you've done or will do will surprise god and i hope that you can take a breath there like actually i mean that because in our minds again if you've been falsely taught like many of us or you know just confused and lost you feel that way you feel like well I'm done just I've done too many bad things I can't I can't even you know think about going to God there's no way especially if you're focusing on the commandments you're going to feel even more in other words unworthy right but second thing the commandments in the old testament weren't written to change you if we were able to change by words, wouldn't we all have avoided many of the trials and tribulations in our life? If we would have just listened, whether it be to our parents, for example, if we would have listened in one in one aspect. I know you can think of one time that you're like, wow, <laughs> if I would have just listened, I would have avoided this entire thing, right? So if words were meant to change you, I mean, we would have been good to go with the Old Testament, right? But look, they were written to make you aware. How else then would you know his standard and all that Jesus had to meet and keep? And I'll prove it. In Romans 3.20, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. How can we go to God and repent and think about, you know, where, what aspects we need to change without being brought forth that standard? A lack of awareness as well. Because if we're not aware of something, how could we then change it, right? 
Look, but here's here's a great thing. So again, we become conscious of our sin. Romans 7, 6. But now we are released from the law, which held us captive. Held us captive. I mean, again, the feeling of captivity and unworthiness keeps us from God is exactly why God made the New Testament. You know what I'm saying? Look, I want to highlight also the wording, Old Testament and New Testament. God has delivered the Bible in a sort of spiritual code that once realized can then be understood. He didn't accidentally name them old and new for no reason. Again, I'll prove this again. Hebrews 8.13. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Now, of course, that doesn't take away the historical importance of the Old Testament. For many, such as Adam, Eve, Abraham, Moses, Sarah, and many others, paved the beginning works of our God to his people. They were the first to minister and lead the way, right? But to point out that God saw it was impossible for man to change their soul alone. In the Old Testament, I mean, it was one high priestess or high priest, sorry, um, that used to have to atone for the entire for the entire village or um, tribe that they were assigned to be over and lead. But the thing, the fallacies, if you continue reading, is that when the priest himself commits sin, right? So how can one who sins atone for those who sin? And this is why the Old Testament is such and the new needed to happen. And that's when our beautiful soul guide, Jesus Christ, comes in. Look, Romans 8, 1 through 39. I'm not going to read all of it, but 8, 1. Therefore, there is, sorry, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free. Again, so if you're wondering why, Christianity is not a religion. You do not have to be perfect because all of us are not we're never going to be perfect and i hope that can i think sometimes we need to hear that because especially in current day we have so much pressure to perform perfectly look perfectly and and work perfectly but we are not perfect we inherited a nature within us that is that is why jesus christ is the only way it's not a religion where you have to act and do, you know, go on, you know, Sundays, every Sunday and attend and be perfect and, and, you know, be all these things that the Old Testament was written and many focus about because, again, the works do not make you right. No amount of good deeds that you do will take away from the fact that you've fallen short. And that's not to make you feel bad. That's just to highlight the fact that we are human that we need our God and that we need the Holy Spirit to lead us. And, and the more that you read and you actually start to understand, God is truly love. I'll prove that once again. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-five, 35, one of them, an expert in the law, tested Jesus with a question, asking, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And again in Romans 13, 9, The commandments that you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, and any other commandment is summed up in this statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, unselfish love is the fulfillment of the law. So these are the key points of real Christianity. This is why Christianity. And I hope that if nothing else you took from any of this is that love is what God is requiring of people. Acceptance and understanding. And then with that comes the spiritual growth that Holy Spirit provides, if you're willing. But God will never force you to change, but he will wait for you. Alrighty, y'all, again, that was why Christianity, and um, thank you guys for listening. I hope that, you know, this was somewhat beneficial to you, and yeah, keep on till the next one. Bye.